and your servants to us, we the people. And there will come a day when you will sit before a higher judge. You will sit before a higher judge and you will be held accountable for your role in what's been going on for the deception and mocking God with calling evil good and good evil. Thank you. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. That was a patriot in Maricopa County telling the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors exactly what went down on election day. It was a stolen election and we the people know it. From sea to shining sea, just like in 2020, which gave us a puppet president. Friends, people are waking up in droves, but are we waking up fast enough? And does it really matter when the powers that ought not be ignore us? I'm going to break down that and so much more with Lior Gantz. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Sean from SGT Report here. I hope you're doing very, very well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Friends, we have a clips-driven show to share with you today. So much news, it's hard to know where to start. Lior Gantz, the founder of Wealth Research Group, is back to help me break it all down. Lior, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Uh, just uh, looking at the, what's going on with the markets and, uh, and the economy in China, uh, it's, it's really a confusing time. Well, that's true. It's really crazy. And I'm glad to see the Chinese finally standing up to the tyranny of the zero COVID policy lockdowns. Absolute insanity. We'll talk about that. Maricopa County to certify the stolen election today and give the governorship to Soros-backed trader Katie Hobbs. Perhaps we'll talk a bit about that. But where I want to start is Died Suddenly. You know, the documentary that just came out, Died Suddenly, got 7 million views in 24 hours. And wow. yeah, it's just, it needs to be said, Lior, as uh, episode 26 of the fall of the cabal is titled genocide. It is genocide. Here is a clip from my friends, Hope and Tavon, Hope specifically here with a special report about nanotech in the COVID vaccine activated, being activated by EMF. This was discovered. Okay, let's watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it. This was discovered by Matt Taylor. Listen to this. The self-assembling of nano-sized microchip circuit board formations in the vaccines in real time when stimulated by EMF. The vaccine liquid killing blood vessels and anything else organic that it touches within 15 minutes. An inside perspective of the level of technology and funding that's required to run these kinds of components. Vaccine nanotech shown to be oscillating when 4G EMF is applied. Evidence of intelligent assembly, the outer structures are built first and then the rest is filled in. Strange fibers found in face masks, evidence that these nanotech fibers were deliberately put into the face masks during the manufacturing process. 
evidence that the swabs that also have strange fibers are meant to be a delivery system of nanotech as most of the materials dissolve when they come into contact with bodily fluid, leaving behind nanotech deposits. A comparison is made with existing graphene-based nanotechnologies and the components found in the shots and a discussion on how to dismantle this tech in the body, and finally evidence that fractal antennas are being grown inside of people through these vaccines. All right, so that was Hope teasing what is about to be presented in this presentation with her guest, Matt Taylor, who discovered some of this stuff. Uh, Lior, I'm coming back to you. I have another clip to play, very important stuff in a second, but uh, your thoughts on this, it's just absolute a technocracy genocide is really what this is um it, it will be really interesting to see how this develops. is this the first time that in, anyone has made these claims no no in fact la quinta columna has found these same materials when they've done investigations of the vaccines uh i believe it was mike adams over at natural news he's found similar things dr jane ruby the list is long of independent researchers around the world that are finding these technologies inside these covid shots but here's and the if other they thing. went to uh, if they if they gone to the if they gone to Pfizer if they gone to Pfizer's legal team they got, what have they done with this information then except go on uh, um, on the alternative media outlets and, and show this well that's the only place the real research is being done because the mainstream horror media at least in this country I, I would imagine around the world they they malign researchers that bring any warnings to the people about these vaccines, which are really bioweapons. By the way, a Pfizer insider, Michael Yeadon, somebody who used to work for the company, a VP, I mm -hmm. believe, at Pfizer, he has called these shots bioweapons. So it's a wide array of human beings that are speaking up and speaking out. And there's crickets from Pfizer. There's crickets from the FDA. There's crickets from the CDC. They don't respond. They continue to say these vaccines are safe and effective. Before I play the next clip, let me show you something mm -hmm. else. I don't know if you've seen this, Perhaps you haven't. Uh, let me show you this. Huh? Lior, I show this slide very often when having this conversation about these bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. This is an FDA slide. Okay. Okay. From, FDA, from the FDA's website? This was taken from a presentation that was done, a mm -hmm. public presentation. This slide was up for just a few seconds, and then they took it down, but researchers were able to grab it. So the FDA okay. safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines, this was a draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes. So the FDA and Pfizer this is before knew. This is before. I see it's dated for October. So it's before they for the elections and before they approved the vaccines. Right. I believe this was right before they approved these things for emergency use, right? Correct. Because that's um, what they, they gave. They approved them two days after the uh, elections. Okay, very good. Well, here's what they knew these vaccines would cause. Guillain-Barr, okay. convulsions, seizures, narcolepsy, anaphylaxis, anaphylactic shock, stroke, myocarditis, pericarditis. We hear all these reports about heart inflammation all over the world. Yeah, yeah, the the clots, drummer of yeah. Foo Fighters, perfectly healthy guy, dropped dead. His heart, twice its normal size. Deaths? Deaths. Oh, they are. Uh, the, uh, did they think the, the drummer is, is because of the COVID? I didn't know. Well, that's my belief. Of course, oh, okay. the mainstream media covers up for all of the deaths of young people. Do you know that all-cause mortality yeah, in the world is I, up 40% in the mainstream media? Says nothing? That's why the yeah. new documentary Died Suddenly was just released, to document yeah. all of this. It's truly yeah. a genocide in progress. And finally, so it, go ahead. 
in in cases like this, in, in situations like this, most of what will so what will happen next uh, if these uh, if these revelations have a lot of merit into them, then uh, what normally happens is a lawyer takes this kind of case because there's billions of dollars worth of uh, um, reparations to to be had. Um, so uh, major legal firms will jump on this. I, if you have contact with these people, that that's basically what they should do next. If if uh, if they want to pursue this, and I I think on that first video uh, with a doctor from uh, or the electrical engineer from Ecuador, I think he's saying that he wants to help people uh, learn about this and then to take it out of their bodies or something like that. The one of the best ways to do that is to go through the legal uh, proceedings because that's where they have to show all of this. And it's documented in the best way. Yeah. So, well, you'd think, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have on quite regularly attorneys, Todd Callender and Tom okay. Rents here in the United States. And they're doing, trying to do exactly what you're describing. As other so how, how's are. this, is their success been? Like, t tell me how, where they've gone with this. It's, that's interesting. Well, there's great reluctance, even in the courts to hear these cases. And mm. look, I think the best, uh, the best example of the corruption in our country is what's going on in Maricopa County, where they're going to certify today the stolen election. We'll get to that in a second, but it's okay. just systemic, systemic corruption around the world, but uh, particularly at the FDA and Pfizer, Big Pharma in our country. Let me show you something else here. Okay. The good news is, is that people are finally speaking out. More and more nurse whistleblowers, more and more doctor whistleblowers. Listen to this. She could not allow herself to be silent about all the babies that were being di died and covered up. I mean, and here we go. Right after she does that, all of a sudden, this is getting exposed. Nurse Michelle Gershman blows the whistle on the situation. She actually goes over the documents on the screen. Dr. James Thorpe, OBGYN, adds that the vax has never been tested in pregnancy. Yeah, you know this because I keep yelling about that. You've heard it on the yeah. show a thousand times. And violates every rule in obs and obs uh, obstetrics. Let me pause it. I'm going to keep playing yeah. this clip because I want you to hear from this nurse directly. And she exposes mm -hmm. a hospital email. Okay. So the very I actually have a personal angle on this uh, subject. So, yeah. Please okay. Go ahead. Hold that for one second. This comes yeah. from the guy speaking was from The Last American Vagabond. That's the channel. So listen to okay. the nurse really paying attention. I noticed these health problems increasing. I noticed that these mothers were getting the vaccine. So I already noticed that, that these increase of fetal demises were happening, but no one was really saying anything about them. Then I got this email, a horrific email in September. The person who sent it, there's no way that they don't know. The email said, as you all know, we've had an increase in fetal demises. And in the month of August, we've had a record number of fetal demises and that there were 22 for the month of August. Uh, so we went from having one or two every month or so, and then the shots rolled out. And then the last year and a half, we have around 20 per month. And in this email, it said that they were projected to increase. And so the worst part about this is it said, you need to brush up on your policies so that you know how to handle a dead baby. Um, it wasn't even about, oh my God, we don't know why these babies are dying. We don't, you know, we should get to the bottom of this. Somebody should be held accountable. We should find out what's going wrong so that less babies will die. It was, you need to make sure you know your policy.
All right. That was Michelle Gershman. Uh, evidently, the email comes from a Fresno hospital. Lior, I'm coming back to you. Just a big coincidence the mainstream media would have you believe. They don't tie this to the vaccine at all. At all. It's that, That's very sad. That's 40% very sad. spike in all-cause mortality. I, I can tell you, my, my wife uh, got, got pregnant uh, during uh, this period of, of uh, uh, 2020, 2021, etc. And uh, it, it we were certain that uh, we were not going to give her any anything because th- th- it's just it will be irresponsible. So um, uh, that's very unfortunate because it, it is untested on, on pregnancies and the, you cannot derive any real statistics on this uh, from from a couple of months worth of tests or whatever. So it's very unfortunate, man. It's it's just it's not a nice topic uh, at all. I I feel very sorry for these uh, people. Well, watch this. Uh, this happens more and more frequently around the world. People are spinning and dying. I saw this. This, is, this is disturbing. On, yeah, they're dropping dead on subway platforms. They're falling under cars that are going by on subway platforms. I mean, people. This is happening all over the world. It's happening to people in grocery stores. Is this confirmed? I could show you an entire. I'll try to find the video. There's an entire video that's like an hour long of this happening. To did, no, but did they find like the real person? His name is. Did, did they have a funeral? Like, is this for real? Because well, if it's it is, that's some scary stuff. Yeah, watch this. So it's just friends streaming. Watch the guy on the left. All right, the same thing is happening. I'll show you another clip. This is a gamer died suddenly right on the live stream. And and is this because they recently took a a shot or what? Well, that's the implication. I mean, I don't know this person personally. Again, what, though, what does it say in the uh, in those eleven replies to the tweet? Yeah. Think about the fact that zero mainstream media will show any of these episodes. Absolutely disgusting. That's true. I tried to look this up uh, on regular Google and just didn't didn't do it. So. Yeah, no, Google's become absolutely useless. One hundred percent useless. I usually have to go to Bing, which is better than mm. Google. Quite a bit better, actually. But it's weird because Bing is Microsoft, right? Bill Gates. I, mm. I don't understand. But it just goes to prove that Google and YouTube have become useless in terms of finding actual information. I mean, all of the stuff I've done over the years has been scrubbed off of YouTube. The same is true with dozens, hundreds, thousands of other producers that were kicked off that platform. So the mainstream media, they don't want you researching this stuff. By the way, the Irish government wants to criminalize hate speech and give people up to five years in prison if they get convicted of hate speech, which is an excellent way of stifling dissent and shutting people up, Lior. Anything that the powers that ought not be call hate speech? Well, now that's off limits. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a few reports on this, and, and I think in throughout the UK, they, they literally have police uh, that that's uh, what they do. I think it's uh, um, 
I think that there are many things happening in our society in the last three years where uh, the power the people's words have to influence uh, are much greater today than ever before because you can spread information so rapidly and quickly. And it, countries react to, to this power that the average person now has very differently. And obviously, in this case, they took it to the extreme of, of um, instead of educating about it, they're policing it. I don't know if, uh, if that's going to work uh, for a very long time, especially in uh, European countries. But it, it is uh, a very new phenomenon where the word free speech and the word hate speech, they're kind of... Uh, they want to make it as if they're the same. In other words, speaking your mind, which is free speech and, and uh, hate speech, they want to marry them so to make free speech look bad. Uh, and, and, and that's what basically what you're alluding to, that uh, by calling free speech hate speech, you're able to monitor and, and uh, censor way more infor information uh, than ever before. So right. I think that that's... Uh, I think that that is not what we want as a society. I think that that's a big reason why uh, Elon took Twitter on, because I think in 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 his mind, and from uh, almost five hours of research that I've done on on why he did that, because here's the bit the best businessman of all times, undoubtedly. This man knows better how to monetize industries than anyone else, and he takes on Twitter, a company that for years has not made uh, a dollar of, of uh, net income profits. And he goes in there and he believes uh, that it could be a trillion dollar company. It could be one of the most valuable companies in the world. So I was like, How? you know, I, I want to marry these two paradoxes. Like this company, obviously very poorly managed. Uh, this is not like something new that I'm saying. This is known on Wall Street. It's a poorly managed company. And here's this guy. Uh, who knows how to monetize basically the biggest industries in the world. And why does he have to go and, and fix Twitter? And Elon obviously has uh, a lot of issues around him, around his personality, around everything. Uh, this is not uh, me saying, hey, here's this uh, perfect person or something like that. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that the reason that he went on and tried to uh, basically uh, now buy Twitter is because he wants to make Twitter a public arena where more ideas and, and opinions can be uh, expressed and challenged, etc. Uh, and I think that in the end, that is basically what everyone that's being censored or banned or anything else want. They want to be heard. And if uh, whatever they said is, is uh, um, not correct, then somebody can correct them. Well, that's but right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. The why? beauty of Twitter is you can either follow somebody or not follow them. You don't have to Correct. read anything that you don't want on Twitter any more than you're forced to watch anything you don't want to watch on YouTube. That's what's so preposterous about this stuff. But guess how Elon is being rewarded by the technocracy? Apple threatens to ban Twitter from App Store. Won't say why. Well, one of the reasons why is because evidently this week, Elon has said that he's going to provide amnesty for all banned or suspended accounts as long as those accounts 
we're not guilty of committing a crime, essentially. So Apple wants to ban Twitter from the App Store. But of course, and you know what? This is all part of the attack on culture, on Judeo-Christian norms. UK government prosecutors argue parts of the Bible are no longer appropriate in modern society. Well, again, this gets us back to the idea of what they label hate speech, right, Lior? Listen to this. Lawyers for the Crown Prosecution Service of England and Wales tried to have a Christian street preacher convicted for quoting the Bible to a lesbian couple, insisting that scripture is, quote, no longer appropriate in modern society. So, Lior, in this case, they're literally trying to jail a Christian pastor for his speech, for quoting the Bible. This is madness. This is the end of society as we know it, if this is allowed to continue. But how do we stop it when, well, when everything's really systemically corrupt, systematically corrupt? How do we stop this, Leo? Yeah, it, it, this story, I, I uh, you sent it to me so I can uh, check it out b- beforehand. And, you know, it reminded me, my daughter is, is in first grade, and um, a couple of days ago in school, uh, she and her friend, like this is her, her buddy, her friend, somebody that you would consider like in, in, in England, a, a fellow citizen, right? But here you have really a good friend of a six-year-old and they both go to class together. And my daughter writes on uh, like a note or something, a few of the numbers and asks her a friend to um, uh, to to tell her what those numbers are. The friend doesn't know the numbers. So my daughter is like, oh, Oh, you don't know those numbers, huh? And literally trying to trying to help her uh, in the next sentence to the teacher. Instead, that girl goes and tells the teacher. So uh, uh, you know, uh, she she uh, laughed at, at me. She 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 made me feel offended because she said I don't know these numbers. My daughter was saying was saying to her, "Oh, you don't know these numbers. Let me help you." But before she finished that sentence, she already went to the teacher. Teacher comes in, doesn't try to to amend the situation, learn anything from this, do anything. These are first graders. She says, you should be ashamed of yourself to my daughter. Say sorry to this girl. And when when my daughter said this, I, you know, uh, I I thought about how to uh, help her and, and then what to tell the teacher. And it reminds me of this. This is a situation uh, that has gone extreme in England, uh, as we alluded to in in Ireland as well. Uh, The problem here is that, first of all, the offended party is an automatic winner in our society. I think that's one problem that we're starting to, to see everywhere. If you are just offended, then the other party is the problem. And, and that's this uh, uh, problem with uh, with being offensive, which, you know, that's such a personal thing that it's hard to uh, understand it from a legal perspective. Well, so it it, it's very be, complex. It shouldn't be a legal perspective at all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is... It's so complex. It shouldn't be. It should be something that's a social issue. And there, there should be no medi- um, mediation. It should be solved by us. But that's, but that's the slippery slope, right? The destruction of culture, mm-hmm. the destruction of freedom and liberty. Yeah. It all yeah. starts with speech. 
if we don't have free speech, then clearly we're not free. And in I fact, know. let me show you this because mm-hmm. it all ties together. And, Go ahead. And just to make sure, Sean, that I'm, that I'm being correctly, you know, uh, understood. And that's exactly what I'm saying. That friend, instead of going to a teacher, should have asked, could you repeat what you said? Could you uh, explain to me what you meant? It, it could have been handled much easier uh, than creating that mediate mediator that in a classroom full of 30 people has, she, she probably doesn't have the time or the patience to uh, expand on this matter. And she was like, okay, you did this according to her. And so you have to do one, two, three to make this right. And, you know, uh, to my daughter, that was confusing because she meant no harm and she yeah. knew she meant no harm. So what I'm trying to trying to say is I think that this is an issue that should be handled by the people themselves. And as long as it's not something that uh, um, uh, uh, escalates into uh, a real problem, then uh, we're losing our way of communicating. Uh, it's okay to disagree and we have to disagree in order to come to the to the real truth or you know to the to the purified version of what we want to achieve hey friends thanks so much for tuning in to the sgt report podcast so did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year by a large factor silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there and demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda electric cars solar panels iphones it all requires silver there will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology the food industry and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's the rub. They're destroying truth, okay? And I'll give you another example. They're destroying young people's ability to think clearly and to react to what they see and to use truth, societal norms, biblical truths, to figure out right from wrong. Let me give you an example. Right now, across the country, we have men identifying as women, absolutely decimating women in women's sports. And the women then will get up and cheer for these people, these men who are taking first place in track meets, in swimming meets, uh, in basketball. So you have men identifying as women and the women are supposed to accept that. I mean, that is the destruction of the ability to think and judge. It's the destruction of societal norms. It's the yes, they're men. They haven't even had sex changes. And even if they did, they're still biological men. We are. So no, that's, that's that's weird. It's the complete destruction of Western society. And I'll tell you what else is the destruction of Western society is stolen elections. So here's what's impossible. Maricopa County, Arizona. Well, they lost again. They lost two hundred ninety one thousand nine hundred thirty election day votes, apparently. And a sock puppet account claims independent voters went 100 percent for Katie Hobbs when Democrats only had 17 percent of Election Day turnout. So Mm. check this out. Maricopa County originally announced that on Election Day there were over 540,000 voters who visited one of 223 vote anywhere centers in the county. Okay, 
Here's their own press release right here. On election day, over 540,000 voters visited a site, which is more election day voters than all prior general elections since 2008. Let's scroll down. The final official results of the general election in Maricopa County, where Katie Hobbs, who's Soros-backed, is going to be given the governorship. Well, somewhere along the way, Maricopa County lost 291,000 votes because, here it is right here, they reduced that 500,000 vote number to 248,070 votes, Lior. So now they're going to certify this election where people are freaking out. Republicans are freaking out because they know this election was stolen. And I was a marshal at this last uh, election. But prior to even having November 8th, when I went to training, as we were practicing on the tabulators, they didn't even work on that day. We were given different ballots, and as you scan the ballots, they're supposed to have a certain code on there, and none of them worked. I think maybe one out of how many tries we did, he kept saying, oh, it's supposed to give this code. So they didn't even work when we were training. On um, election day, few minutes after the first person comes up to get their scan, scan their ballots, misread, 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 turn it over, misread. And that's how we, it happened for the whole entire day. We also had an incident where our, our scanners lost power. We didn't realize when they set them up, they didn't turn them on. They didn't chart, they didn't have the, uh, the power strip on. So two hours into it, our, our scanners went down. It took about 30 minutes for them to reboot and so we were able to, to scan. I was able to keep people at the polling place because I told them stay, stay there. But I know, you know, with, with everything that you're, you're hearing, all the testimony, I know what, I, what I'm saying is probably just gonna be dropped into bin number three as I'm dropping the, the report this, this election report is going right into bid number three. You know, because the, the thing of it is, we, we, we are living in perilous times. This is a battle of good and evil. You can sit, you can sit as lords over us. And I hope that anybody that's running for a position um, in politics would, would get it through their heads that when they're elected, they're not gods over us. They are, they are elected as, and they're servants to us, we the people. And there will come a day when you will sit before a higher judge. You will sit before a higher judge and you will be held accountable for your role in what's been going on for the deception and mocking God with calling evil good and good evil. Thank you. And ma'am. Anyway, so anyway, we're to believe, as are the people of Brazil, by the way, Lior, we're to believe that Katie Hobbs, who wouldn't debate Carrie Lake in a red state, she won fair and square and they won't release any of the ballots. It's just a mess, just like what's going on in Brazil. At least in Brazil, the people are taken to the streets. They've been in the streets for more than 20 days, Lior, because they know the election there was stolen from Bolsonaro and given to a convicted criminal. And the there's socialist, a, a Marxist, by the way. Yeah, there's a phenomenal um, TV show on Netflix called The, uh, the Mechanism. Have you seen it? It's about... Uh, the Brazilian economy, Brazilian politics, true story about the corruption in that country through uh, the decades. It, it just unbelievable from a reporter that would not bend. And they they tried everything. It's a true story. It's unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, in Brazil, I, I, you don't need to tell me. I, I've seen reality. Uh, and I know that the... Uh, uh, it, it's it's everything's real 
Well, that's interesting. I haven't seen the mechanism. I'll have to try to check that out. But incredible. Uh, I've been saying that we should all wear T-shirts and put bumper stickers on our cars now that say we are Brazil now because of what's going on around this country. They stole these midterm elections. They've they've absolutely stacked these states uh, or kept these states stacked with their assets. People like Kathy Holcomb in uh, the governor of New York, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, Gavin Newsom, the governor in California, Pritzker in Illinois. None of these people lost their jobs, despite 70 percent of Americans saying prior to the election, just before the election, that they're not happy with the direction of the country, not happy with Joe Biden. (laughs) But everything kind of stayed the same. And in fact, the Democrats picked up two governor seats in this last election. Uh, They picked up a Senate seat or two. And the fleecing of America continues, Lior. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the Republicans uh, react to all of this uh, into the elections, because we you had Trump reannouncing. Um, and I hear that there's a lot of uh, back and forth within the party on whether or not he should be uh, running or uh, should should they have uh, other candidates uh, against against them. Uh, it's 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 this is going to be a really interesting elections because the 24 2024 elections are going to be a lot about the deficit um, because of inflation so it's it's for the republicans to win uh that's for sure the the debate is all for the republicans topics so fiscal responsibility uh you know the national debt etc this is this is uh, geared and designed towards a Republican victory. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. But for sure, um, the ties are turning towards this. And as we continue to see these record high inflation numbers, especially in items that are uh, everyday items like gasoline and, and food, um, and also at the same time, we see that uh, a, a lot of um, what I call the, the fabric of, of the American economy, the, the uh, small and mid-sized businesses are really hurting. The more this is uh, going towards a Republican um, uh, agenda yeah, in the next it, elections. It's not going to happen, though, as long as we have stolen elections. If we don't have fair, transparent, honest elections, then that red wave, the one we saw in Florida, where they actually cleaned up their elections and there was a fair election, a much more fair election in Florida than in other states, unless that happens in all the states, but it won't. It won't happen in the Democrat-controlled states. It won't happen in the rhino, Republicans in name only, controlled states. Like Georgia, they didn't clean up their election. So again, stolen elections from coast to coast. I mean, Do you, do you feel like there's going to be problems in the next elections, like real Sure. Real, I mean, uh, there was problems in the problems? mid. There was problems in the election we just had. It, it's absolutely no, I mean, ridiculous. Problems in the streets. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I think Americans are still, unlike in Brazil, people are fat and happy enough that they don't take to the streets. Maybe it's because our country is so large. We have 50 states. So maybe people take to the streets in one city and one state, but the mainstream media doesn't cover it. I I don't know how we get Mm -hmm. that groundswell of organic outrage like we're seeing in Brazil in this country. I'm really not sure. I guess we kind of saw it on January 6th, right? And then what did the mainstream horror media and the Democrats do? They called that an insurrection people peacefully marching on the Capitol. Nobody was carrying weapons, by the way. So how was that an insurrection? Do you get my point? I'm not sure how we take this thing back when the mainstream horror media is in the pocket of these same Democrats, many of whom are backed by George Soros, who clearly hates our country. He wants to destroy our country. Let me ask you this. 
we're to believe that the people of America during these midterms, despite 70 percent not being happy with Biden or the direction of the country, voted for more of the same, the status quo, voted for open borders. But uh, let me do a, a screen share. We'll move on to China. Sure. And the economy. So the uncertainty in China is kryptonite to global markets. So we have protests happening all yeah. over China. For the first time, yeah. I played some of the footage in my uh, in my video I just posted last night. I'll show some of it here. It's really uh, buoying to the spirit. The point I made in that video, Lior, is that even in the most tyrannical hellholes, there does come a point in the tyranny where people are so beaten up, they're so oppressed, that their spirit cries out for liberty. And we're finally starting to see that in China. Now, I fully expect the communist government in China to quell these protests, mm -hmm. but I don't know. They're awfully large and they're spreading they're all large. over China. So I'm really, really happy yeah. to see that because why are people marching in the streets? Because of the 100-day zero-COVID lockdown policies. They're literally, yeah. they're literally starving people to death. They're driving people crazy. People are going insane. The uh, yeah. suicide rate is off the charts. I, yeah. I don't want to show you the videos, I, you know, but I've seen the videos of people jumping to their deaths out of these high rises because they can't take it anymore. And what yeah. sparked these protests, evidently, was the deaths of at least 10 people, by some accounts, as many as 40 people who died in a high rise building. Why? Because the doors were sealed shut and the fire department, the fire, the fire people couldn't get in to fight yeah. the fire. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that was the final straw. Now people are marching in the streets. So we can talk about how this is kryptonite to global markets in your view. But uh, before we do that, these Chinese protests, it's about time, in my view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the biggest since the 90s. They, they are huge. So these are, and, and in the mainstream media in America, they they do a very bad job of um, explaining China to to the average person. But there are protests in China all the time. So this is, all the time, not just in 2020 or it, it, throughout. There are problems in China and people riot. Uh, and as you say, uh, most of them are quailed and, and life goes on. That's part of the uh, of how they uh, operate over there. But these are huge. These are the biggest since the 90s. So now you're talking something that um, could really escalate. Um, and as you know, in China, um, the amount of people that can go on the streets uh, for a real revolution, these are tens of millions of people that can be on the streets. So um, uh, the government is uh, always afraid of these types of situations. And I think that now this is really um, going to be something that will need to be addressed on a different level. Uh, this just cannot be um, put down just by local police. This is a national issue right now. Well, look so, at this. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it. It's uh, These are big things and because I've been following this uh, for a few days because it does impact uh, markets, which is uh, more of my expertise, uh, more so than than uh, uh, anything that we, uh, that we talked about today, which I find very interesting. But the, these, this is like uh, what I usually uh, look at. The economics, markets, etc. And this is really interesting because um, the world has thought for a year uh, or more that China would go the other way, would open up, uh, would come back to the global economy, and they just have not. They've closed down further and further. Um, and then with the Russian-Ukraine uh, war, they've 
closed down even further and further. And I think that uh, they're moving in a way that uh, that the world is not that the world does not expected them uh, to go. So uh, I do think these are real problems that are not going away. The, the, somewhere in these protests are the next leaders of China. Uh, this is what I think. Well, I hope so. I mean, many of these protests are calling for Xi to step down. But uh, yeah, this buoys the spirit because these people you see are fighting against the people in the white, the people dressed head to toe in white, because these are the people, these are the people that were coming and testing people, right? COVID tests every single day. Mm -hmm. They're even testing animals, fish, birds, and inanimate objects for COVID. Complete madness, complete propaganda, complete brainwashing of the people. But it buoys my spirit to see the human spirit in China rise like this. And they're fighting against the very captors that want to oppress them. These people dressed head to toe in white. So it's very, very buoying to my spirit. Yeah. Just think about the just think about the average family that uh, they just can't last in this sort of environment. People's jobs, people's income. It's bad. And uh, I can totally understand it. Totally understand a father or a mother trying to feed their children, and they have the government telling them to stay at home for months on end. It, it I think it's uh, it's about time. Well, I appreciate you uh, going through all this stuff. I know it's not really your wheelhouse, but here's something that is in your wheelhouse. So, uh, BlockFi, God, this crypto nightmare just never ends for these folks who are invested in crypto. My heart goes out. I know people in the comments that say screw them, but that's not the way I feel. You know, I've been in silver and gold for a long time, and I feel like I've never gotten my comeuppance for making that prescient decision. I mean, $21 silver in 2022, when the all-time high in 1980 was 50 bucks, give me a break. So I know what it feels like to be victimized by people like Gary Gensler, who used to be the head of the CFTC, and he did nothing to rein in the paper manipulation of the precious metals markets when he had the chance at the CFTC, Lior. Now he's at the SEC. And he was basically in bed with FTX, which is now taking down the entire sector. BlockFi today is announced that they are now bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So we got all of these exchanges declaring bankruptcy because of this thing. And uh, I don't know. What do you make of it? It's just very sad to me that, uh, again, the people in control of this paradigm, by the way, Gary Gensler, a former Goldman Sachs guy, just like Macron in France is a former Rothschild banker. I mean, we know who controls the show. They're the same people who rigged the elections, Lior. You, you have a situation in the uh, crypto space that um, it, for for the better part of, of more than a year, year and a half, there was an industry that's called yield farming. And basically, just like with uh, traditional banks, you would put you would deposit your uh, cryptocurrencies in in that uh, quote unquote bank and you will earn a uh, um, an interest. And the interest payments were really high. Yeah, too In high. In some cases, yeah. Too high to be believed. I know. Yeah, okay. Um, and and um, th- that business model um, was flawed. And I think that the problem that you have is that you, you took uh, an industry that started from like a grounds up movement that were, was about, hey, uh, I want to f- have a hundred percent control over uh, m- my units of exchange outside of uh, the banking system because uh, they inflate or deflate the money supply according to their own policies. And I want to have it outside. So you had that 
basic idea. It grew and grew, but then as it grew, it attracted uh, the uh, pub, uh, uh, retail public and institutional public that wasn't aligned with that original concept, and a lot of industry grew around it. So then you had an, an industry, an institutional uh, industry that was driven by profits, and you had the diehards. I think the diehards are still there. Those are the people that will never own uh, crypto on an exchange anyways. I think those will stay in, in this uh, sector because they just believe in the original concept of uh, borderless uh, you know, in international um, uh, commerce that yeah. doesn't have an intermediary in between and you control 100% of, your, uh, of the assets. Uh, in your own hands, but what you had with uh, companies like FT FTX and and uh, Voyagers, uh, Voyager and others uh, with this industry of uh, yield farming, that proved to be a flawed business model. The problem was that you took you, you took a model from the from the traditional uh, business world of banking and you applied it to a world where there's very little oversight on what you do, that's and right. that's when and that's when you get uh, that huge screw up. Um, and, I, and, and you know, I don't want to go into all the details that because I've seen, believe me, I've seen uh, hours and hours of it. But I think that the um, you're going to have two problems here. One problem is that you're going to have way more regulations on this industry um, uh, from here on because uh, obviously nobody wants this to ever happen again. A lot of people lost basically everything that you had on on those exchanges. Uh, so that's one thing, and, and that uh, in itself poses a problem to uh, the, the the movement. So now you have uh, a problem with this entire industry, and I wonder how this is going to play out, but I feel like uh, this is uh, not the bottom at all uh, for cryptocurrencies. Let me ask you something. I'm asking you to speculate. Um, first of all, let me say I, I agree with what you said regarding a peer-to-peer non-government issued currency, right? That's essentially what Bitcoin is supposed to be, right? Money. So it wasn't Bitcoin that caused the fraud at FTX. By the way, no. I think it's something north of 70% of wallets have not moved Bitcoin for more than a year. So I'm not sure where all the liquidity comes from in the first place. I'm not sure where all the selling comes from in the oh, first place. Maybe there, it's whales manipulating the market. The, now the I know, derivatives. I know. Well, yeah. that gets me back to Gary Gensler. Gensler refuses to approve a Bitcoin spot traded fund where they would actually have to buy Bitcoin every time somebody wants to buy into that fund. But he eagerly approved a Bitcoin futures fund so they can manipulate Bitcoin. Wall Street can. So anyway, do you think that Bitcoin is here for the long haul? Do you think that the powers that ought not be, the deep pockets, the Wall Street manipulators, do you think that they're all planning on getting in? Maybe they're in the process of getting in. I can show you some quantifiables that suggest that's true. Um, I mean, and then I mean, we, and we, then they let it spring sorry. far higher, and then it goes to the moon someday. Do you think that's possible? Um, I think that we have two main issues that we need to address. Like I said, I think the diehards are are going to stay there. People that are uh, essentially uh, in love with with the concept uh, and what it offers, I think that they will remain there. in In some countries, there are, is more utility. For Bitcoin than others, uh, there there's real life, um, real life utility, like actual utility uh, for Bitcoin, and in other countries it's lessened. Um, so I think that that's another issue. 
that uh, makes it more, um, in my opinion, more of a viable uh, asset class that will stick around. But I don't know if it will catch on and become uh, important in all countries. Uh, that's one thing. Um, secondly, I think that uh, a lot of countries are going to act differently when it comes to it. So it's going to become more complex uh, over time. Uh, and then obviously at some point it's going to become integrated as much as possible. I think that what uh, we need to um, really get to in the bottom line is not uh, so much the value or, or the price of the Bitcoin, but um, we need to understand what in general uh, is is uh, you can derive from it. What is the uh, what is its end goal in our society? Um, and that's what I think is the most important thing that we can that we can do. If we can understand that, then I we can speculate as to what its price should be. Uh, or would be, et cetera. But uh, as I said, I think it's it's not a U.S. asset. It's an international asset. And it may have more value in some countries, and less value in other countries. So uh, it, it's very complex for me to understand its price. Therefore, I've never uh, dealt in it. Um, I've only watched it from uh, a distance as as a as something that, uh, that I want to just understand and view and, and and understand the figures involved. But uh, to me, uh, uh, the real issue is that people just do not trust what they have in front of them. That's the bigger issue. That's right. They don't trust the fiat currencies. And that's why they try to find all these ways of, of hedging outside of the um, of the fiat currency. And that's, uh, to me, the bigger issue here, uh, because that's not a $700 billion industry a small industry like cryptocurrencies that's the big industry right the big industry is how a country like the u.s the biggest uh uh economy on, on on the planet has such a big population base that doesn't trust its own currency and that's what i think is uh most important for um uh for for this nation and for the world and, and for savers and for everyone because you really need a stable unit of account to run uh, a growing economy uh, for everyone's benefit. Um, so yeah, I think that 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 is to me the key issue here. Yeah. Well, the other elephant in the room as we part ways here is CBDC, central bank digital yeah. currency, because of course, amidst this crypto meltdown, you've got the Fed and 12 banks announcing a programmable dollar digital currency that they're going to run a test on, a test pilot yeah. program for this thing. And what is a programmable dollar? Well, I imagine it's a lot like the hate speech laws. If they don't like your speech, they turn off your dollar. Or mm. even if they don't mind what you're saying, when they uh, give you UBI, universal basic income, you got to spend it within 90 days or it goes mm. to zero because they don't want you saving. This is all part of the new world order, which Bush Sr. spoke about more than 200 times as president. Uh, it's the total control mod. It's the total control strategy. It's the prison planet. That Alex, do you know Alex Jones used to have a website called prisonplanet.com? Yeah, you know, he, yeah, sure. He was not kidding around. A prison planet. That's what these people want for humanity. And when I say these people, I'm talking about the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, etc. Yeah, I think I think what you're going to see is a lot of these uh, test pilots uh, or, or tests or pilots for the for the central bank uh, digital coin. I think we're years away from 
any sort of uh, massive um, uh, enrollment in, into these uh, uh, things. I, I don't I don't see it happening, but I do um, I do see a lot more tests uh, on 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 how they would implement it going forward. That that that's something that definitely is going on, but um, you don't introduce these uh, sort of changes uh easily these happen usually after major crises when uh the public is more open to change right um so that's one thing and we're not there yet um so i do think that they will be in that academic stage of studying it for a very long time unless uh there are major uh changes and people are suddenly open to this because at this point uh i i don't I don't think the uh, the population is really ready for for something as as drastic as as uh, as that. Nor are the countries. It, it's it's a huge change. So I think for now, the, the there's no real risk in there. Uh, it's going to be just tests and pilots. But we should monitor these tests and pilots as as channels like yours do, and raise any issues and concerns so that people are educated on what those could be. Like you said, uh, and if if those offer way more control as if, hey, you can accept this, but you have to do such and such, then um, then people should know about that, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a camel's nose under the tent. That's why they're running this as a pilot program. It's all touchy-feely. You know, it's non-threatening, they'd like you to believe, as they phase out paper dollars, physical dollars. They don't want us using those dirty notes because it's too much privacy. So I think what they're trying to implement, Lior, is that Chinese model of total control with social credit scores, the whole nine yards. So we'll keep our eye on it. Interesting conversation. I appreciate you going with me. I know this vaccine talk and stuff is not your wheelhouse, but uh, Mm. I think it was an entertaining and informative conversation. Do you want to remind people about your website? And I know you have a free research report, several reports. Sure. Um, Wealthresearchgroup.com is the the website. You can definitely subscribe for free for our newsletter. It goes out Sunday, Tuesday, and uh, Thursday. Um, and for uh, this particular show, I, I thought it would be uh, very appropriate that I show a report uh, from Paul Singer. He's actually a hedge fund titan, uh, a billionaire, who sued the government of Argentina for bonds, became very famous for that. And in a recent letter to his investors, he said that the risk of hyperinflation in America is real. Um, and what I found interesting is this, this is not a guy who's a gold bug. He's not a guy who's a gold um, resistor. He is, you know, a guy that just follows uh, facts. And so if you go to wealthresearchgroup.com forward slash Paul, as in uh, P-A-U-L, um, I kind of did a, a summary of what he's talking about. And I think that that is really interesting because um, you you definitely don't hear from a billionaire hedge fund manager very often that there's a threat of hyperinflation in America. Um, and secondly, um, I think I mentioned this before, but if if uh, uh, if you don't know where the Straits of Malacca are in the South China Sea, I think you should study that topic because I think that could be ground zero for a physical military army altercation between the Chinese and the Americans. So definitely go to wealthresearchgroup.com forward slash Taiwan. It's a report that's about 20% about Taiwan, 80% explains about uh, the Straits of Malacca 
which has been an issue on the Chinese minds for uh, over 22 years. They've been trying to figure out their weaknesses over there. All right, guys, I will leave a link below so you can get that free report. Our guest has been Leor Gantz, the founder of Wealth Research Group. Leor, thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And friends, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, a special thanks to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. And I'll remind you guys, of course, for free every single day, visit us directly at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com. Those are antidotes to corporate propaganda and all of those pesky mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and your family, friends. Bye-bye. They were grilled for hour on hour. The ones who didn't recant ended up either dead or in jail.